let's get a look at the bigger picture. Fred Hubler's with us, CEO, Chief Wealth Strategist at Creative Capital Wealth Management Group. Fred, great to see you. So what are we thinking? 50 basis points for this week for the Fed? You think he'll throw us a doozy and do 75 or something? I think there's going to be 50 basis points, but the gift that we're all going to get this season uh, that nobody wants is inflation. And the, un, the, the unspoken about thing is that to tame inflation, it would take a deep recession. Um, and, and I don't think the market's ready for that. I don't think the market thinks the Fed's going to stay high uh, and, and keep the rates as high as I think the Fed needs to to tame inflation. So 50 basis points is my, you know, is my bet. Right. And, you know, he said, look, we're going to do it as long as it takes. Um, you know, the foot will be on the gas. Maybe it won't be quite as much. It won't be 75. It'll be 50 and then it'll be 25. But there's no at this point, no stopping in sight. Right. Right. So what we're trying, I think what the Fed's going to try to do is continue to change the behavior of the consumer because the consumer's still consuming. And so um, one of the things that, that uh, just came out recently is the BlackRock 2023 Global Outlook. Um, and they basically are saying you throw, throw out your old investment playbook that we're headed into a new regime of what they're calling greater, ma greater macro and market volatility. Does not sound like fun, um, but it sounds like that's what we're going to go into. Um, and they're the largest asset manager and they weren't warned of a coming recession based on the fact that we, the Fed can't change the supply issues. Uh, all they can do is make painful, um, you know, the economy a little painful to change the consumer um, behaviors, which is not going to be fun for, for any of us. Right. Understood. So at this point now, when we look going forward, um, wage growth has been an issue. Inflation has been an issue. We'll get a CPI print tomorrow. Um, what are your thoughts about that print? Yeah, so we're looking at um, the period of low inflation and steady economic growth, which allowed stocks and bonds to flourish. Um, that's not going to be possible going forward. So everyone needs to reassess what worked in the past and, and take a look at the new data to see what's going to work in the future. At least um, bonds, the interest rates on bonds are going up and investors don't have to go too far out the risk uh, profile to get some decent interest rates. Uh, so that's one good thing. But the the sustained bull markets of the past, um, both I, I haven't seen it. I don't see it in the future. And, and um, you know, the 2023 outlook also didn't see that the investment playbook that is needed isn't one that we've used before. And so all bets are on on what really will work uh, going forward. At this point now, when you think about what investors should be doing, um, how much risk should they be taking on? If there's a rally, should they take some money off the table? What are you thinking about and what would you advise? So yes to taking money off the table if there's a risk. Um, at no time, private equity as an industry, uh, at no time have they had more in cash than they do right now. So I think they are waiting to pounce. Um, and as you know, there's a lot of companies still uh, surviving but a lot of their survival was based on low interest rates that, that is also in our, our um, back, in our, in our rear view mirror. So as companies find it harder to become profitable and keep their margins, especially if consumer uh, demand wanes, then those companies are gonna have some stresses. And I think they're the things that um, could be buying opportunities, both, not only for private equity, but also as the stocks go down in value and the company still has good uh, future growth, you know, investors can take advantage of that. So I think it's going to be a per company. Uh, I think the days of owning an index and forgetting how to do anything uh, and just buy, hold and hope, I think those days are behind us. Yeah. 
Understood. I mean, at this point now, are you worried about energy crisis, for example, in Europe? I mean, energy has been the best play of 2022. Is that a group that you like going forward? But at the same time, you may have a crisis in Europe. You may have a recession here at home. Yeah, so the, the, there's two parts of energy that is uh, on the table. One is the crisis of people not getting the energy they need to do what they need to do to survive, which is definitely the definition of crisis. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't get that bad and continue to be as bad as it is. The other part of, of an energy crisis is supply and demand. And so if there is a limited supply, even if demand wanes a little bit, demand for most energy can't go to zero. We're all still going to have to go to work. And if we have a petrol car, we have to put gas in it. We're going to heat our homes, maybe not as, as high as we'd want to, but we're going to have to still that. So similar to the economy, that the economy can't slow to zero, energy can't slow to zero. And so we're still very bullish on energy. It's not going anywhere. Energy independence equals national security. We now know that. And we all, it was a theory before. I mean, you know, we didn't have to live it before, but now we're seeing overseas, they're living it. And so there's a lot more attention to, well, where, where, where's our energy coming from? Uh, and I think there's a lot of pressure to make things a little bit better from a energy capacity standpoint on our, on our side of the field. Yeah, what about tech? Uh, I, I love tech. I, tech is one of those things. Obviously, the layoffs are, I believe, a canary in a coal mine. Um, I think tech has been so profitable and the margins have been so big that they didn't need to have an, uh, a, a, an eye on the bottom line. And when Twitter can lay off as many people as Twitter does and it's still working, there's something there. Um, and I think a lot of tech is, is bloated, a lot of tech companies are bloated. And I think one of the benefits of a potential recession or a recession is companies have to re-engineer themselves. And I think tech will be a beneficiary of a continued throwback to how business should always have been run. One, mm -hmm. um, and one and run is, is looking at your bottom line. And are these hires needed? Are we getting value out of the hires? If not, maybe we don't hire as many people, maybe we let some people go. Uh, so I'm, I'm bullish on tech over the long haul, uh, but I do think there's going to be some rough patches because the companies that need to do this may be the last ones in the room that realize they need to do this. Um, you know, so ah. once you start missing some earnings and once your stock goes down and once CEOs are liable for losing their job, um, I think that will bring the attention to, wait, maybe we don't need you know, a mocha machine and everyone's, you know, you see all these things that the tech companies have, you know, um, in, in on-site masseuses, things I, I think you and I would like to have. Um, I think those things are things that can go by the wayside and the company itself, the bones of the company, if it's a good company, will, will, do, will do fine because software and tech, yeah. there really isn't a capacity issue. Um, you know, there's, as long as you have the servers behind the scenes, if it's that kind of software company, there's, there's no real capacity issue. So I'm, I'm bullish long-term, but I think it'll be a rough patch, which would be a buying opportunity for, for investors. Yeah, you said you love tech, but it's a longer term play. Fred, nice to see you. Thank you very much. Nice Fred Hubler, Creative Capital Thank Wealth you. Management Group. Thanks.